The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge, our weekly props only episode that many of you love so very much. We are powered as always by the almighty sports line, the best value in all of sports betting. And it's not even close. The chat is already humming. If you could for me, please pound that like button for me. It helps the show and it helps our community grow last week, six and three in our picks here on this show. And I've only got two guys that have what it takes to be a part of this show. So let's bring in the stars. You know him, you love him, and ladies and gentlemen, he is playing hurt, but he's here today because it's his hour. And last night he finally joined the club. Alex, how does it feel to be in popping bottles and doing everything with Mikey and Sia and Maestro? And we're still out here just trying to get into the club. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, how's it going, Coach Dave? Great to see you. It feels amazing, Coach. I want to first and foremost thank you. It was your connections that got me access into the club. All praise be to you, Coach. Yeah, I may, I may be struggling a little bit, but getting entry into the club has totally made my day. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Awesome. And there's something that has made my day that I'm going to get to in just a moment. But first and foremost, I got to say hello to our other star, Uncle Dave Richard, only on this show, by the way. Let's be very, very clear from the award winning fantasy football today. Dave Richard. Hello, sir. What's up, coach? Alex, good to talk to you. Let's bang home some more winners this week. All right, let's do it. Uh, Alex, while I'm saying this, can you just clean your camera just a little bit for me, if you would, please? Now, I said there's something that makes me feel very good. So today we have a guest picker sort of on the show. Guys, I have a really cool story before we get into our picks. And by the way, if you have a, a prop that you like, throw them into the chat, put your Twitter handle and also the numbers so we know what kind of juice that we're playing with. But when I started this show, when I started, when we started this show, the early edge, we wanted everybody. We said, everybody's welcome. We want everybody here. We want to feel like it's a community. Well, today, how about this story? There's a young man named Chris Donahue Jr. Now his family's watching live right now. This is his favorite show to watch with his father. All right. Chris is autistic. He doesn't talk a whole lot but he talks when this show is on. They talk about the red zone, his favorite team, the Browns, the picks that he would like to make if he was old enough to. They discuss it. They love it. It's helping them as a family. Well, damn it, they reached out to us. And it means something to us that this is a part of their day. So I just thought it'd be cool because Chris is going to be watching that two of his favorite guys. Just give him a little message because he wants to do what you guys want to do. And I think that's pretty cool. So Alex, how about you say hello to Mr. Chris Donahue Jr.? Chris, what's up, buddy? I'm so excited to hear that you love the show. I love the show as well. This is my favorite hour of the week. I'm so glad that you enjoy it. And yeah, uh, uh, Dave and I and Coach couldn't be more thrilled that you're hanging with us every week. You're damn right. Dave, thoughts on Mr. Chris being a part of the show today? Oh, man, it's an honor to be a part of Chris's life. And Chris, it's good to have you join us. And I can't wait to make some picks. Can't wait till you're old enough to join us here on the show and make picks with us. Keep on watching. Keep on smiling. That's fantastic. I, yes, Alex. I, I've got something for Chris. If someone could uh, DM me his address, I will uh, send it off oh. in the early next week. 100%. We got that. We got that. All right, Chris, Alex has something for you. But I also have something for you. So you talk to your dad and I talk to your dad and I said, give me a team that he likes. He says, I got one for you. Give me a player that he likes. He says, I got one for you. So just because of you, Chris, today in your name, I'm making two official plays on the show with your name attached to it when we get to that part of the show. So, Chris, you're a part of us today, pal. You're part of the early edge crew. 
Mom, <laughs> Dad, I know you're watching. Did I say Alex instead of Chris? No. Oh, oh, I think he said, my bad. I my said, bad. yes, I'm excited. Oh, this is said, amazing. Okay, yeah. I know this is amazing. I, when I got this, it's, it just means so much to us. So mom, dad, I know you're watching live. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of this with you today. And let's get started. Everybody in the chat is being so kind, saying hello to Chris as well. So thank you for that. Also, Nick Sisson, one of our regulars says, coach, you get a big thumbs up, my man. Uh, my son is also autistic. So I know exactly what they're going through. And you are awesome for bringing that up and making that young man feel special. Nick, thank you for that note. And we don't do it so we can pat ourselves on the back. It just means something to us. And this show means something to us. This brand and all of you people at home, you mean something to us. Sincerely. All right. Let's get into why we are here. Because what we do on this show, if you're brand new, this is props only. We don't care about sides. We don't care about totals. We care about props props and more props so let's get into the game if we're in a game and you have a chat put it in, or a, a prop you like put it into the chat you just have one put it in there we try to get to as much as we possibly can all right guys first game on our board today buccaneers laying a big number this week they're laying 11 total 50 and a half and dave you have the honor of starting us off today what do you got Appreciate the honor, coach. Let's go with Rob Gronkowski over 53 and a half receiving yards. This line is insanely low. It's actually kind of scaring me that maybe I'm, I, I shouldn't be liking it as much as I do. Like the odds makers are trying to trap me, but you know, I've thought about the odds makers a lot this year. They're a regular part of my routine each week. And I think smart money is getting crushed this year. And I don't think it's slowing down anytime soon. I don't know what they're expecting, but I'm going to tell you what's been happening with Rob Gronkowski since he's been back. It's been two games since returning. He's got six catches for 71 yards. He's got seven catches for 123 yards. He's averaging eight and a half targets per game. And if this isn't a sign, then I don't know what is, but the Atlanta Falcons are allowing a 69.9% catch rate to opposing tight ends this year. Nice. I think Gronk goes over this number pretty easily. I think he stays involved in the offense. We know there's no Antonio Brown coming back anytime soon. This is Tom Brady's guy. He's going to have a great game over 53 and a half yards. I love that as well. Quick chat question. Uh, and Dave, I'll come to you because I know that Alex hates quarterback props. Over half an <laughs> interception for Matty Ice against the Bucks this week. It seems like a pretty good bet to make. Uh, Ryan's going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. And this is a secondary for Tampa Bay that has really been improved over the last seven games. And they also are getting healthier. Carlton Davis is expected back for them. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunning played for them. They'll see on Jamel Dean. He's part of the reason for their turnaround as well in the secondary. And you know what the deal is with Matt Ryan is that he just is under duress constantly. The offensive mm -hmm. line isn't protecting him. It's costing him when it comes to downfield throws. Very easily could throw an interception or two against Tampa Bay. All right. Very good. Uh, in the chat, David Holmgren says, amen to your family of sports line. I have a grandson that is also autistic, and we make our picks together. It's a family thing. And by the way, I just noticed that Chris is in the chat live right now. He says, you guys sent me shirts. I love them. Chris, I don't even have a bunch of early edge shirts. You're ahead of me. Me too. I got one. I'm in that one. So Chris is ahead of all of us. Chris is ahead of all of us. Um, all right. We noticed that Gronk is at 52 and a half on DraftKings. So thank you for weighing in there. I agree with you, Dave, on this pick. Gronk has looked healthy. He's looked like he's got his mojo back. He's got his speed back. And certainly Tom Brady is looking for him. There's no doubt for about sure. that. All right. So let's lock that in Uh, quick question. Josh Reynolds over 35 and a half minus 120. Alex. Uh, don't particularly love it. Uh, Reynolds obviously does have uh, a little bit of chemistry with Jared Goff. However, yeah, his, his a dot is deep down the field average depth of target. Therefore we know Goff really struggles the ball. Uh, get struggles getting the ball down the field. So it's not exactly the best recipe for production for him. I just don't think he is uh, just a great fit with golf. So yeah, I don't personally love it, even though there is no DeAndre Swift in the Lions uh, in the Lions offense this week. But yeah. Dave. Coach, have we ever disagreed, Alex and I, on the show? R rarely, but it, it has happened a couple We're of times. Disagree today. Oh, snap. Let's go. The family show. 
uh, is going to have a little brouhaha in it after that one. We're going to we're going to have to fight over Josh. Give Reynolds. it to more him. on let's that go. later. <laughs> all right, very good, very good. Uh, all right, let's move into our next game. And by the way, somebody on in the chat. Oh. We had a very important question because we don't do a lot of really any defensive props. So, Dave, let me come to you. They said, what about uh, individual defensive player tackle props? Why is that so hard to do? Because I get questions on that a lot on why we don't do it or why a lot of, of cappers don't do defensive props. Well, the first thing I can tell you, and this bleeds into my world in fantasy football as well, is that there are different people keeping track of stats at different stadiums every single game, obviously. Okay. Some teams are way more detailed in the stats that they keep for defensive players than others. And it's, it's really hard to tell. And sometimes it's, it's not necessarily the same team every single week. It could be based on whoever's keeping the stats. It's not necessarily the same stat keeper from game to game. And then there are, Larger stat keepers like Elias Sports Bureau, for example, Stats Inc., uh, the guys that the NFL uses, those those guys will certainly verify a lot of the stats, but they might not necessarily do it with defensive tackles. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that it just feels even more fluky to try and do a defensive stat um, mm-hmm. compared to offensive stat and the tackles, the assists, all that. It, it's it's really hard to tell. I would imagine that the best players are the ones that consistently uh, play certainly every single down and get a lot of numbers from week to week, whether they're in a stadium that has detailed stat keepers or not. I've never really considered them. I've never thought about looking at yeah. them and studying them and going after them. Um, maybe that's something I should try doing. Maybe there's an edge we could find with a certain team or two that does a good or bad job keeping track of defensive stats in a game and that we could take advantage of with our over-unders. So that's something that we should absolutely consider moving forward. But it's it's a bone that I've had to pick with the NFL for years is that they need to do just as good of a job covering defensive stats as they do offensive stats. You're 100% right. Great, great, great answer. Alex, did you have something? You raise your hand on that one? Uh, yeah, just to, just to touch on what they said, there's just not nearly yep. as much as an edge when it comes to projecting defensive players' uh, statistics as well. Also, furthermore, the statistics don't necessarily indicate productivity. There's a lot of players that, for instance, have a high tackle percentage or tackle the ball a lot, but they're not necessarily effective players. So, yeah, there's just not a lot of edge to be had uh, in defensive uh, individual defensive props. Uh, yeah, so it's just not really uh, – you're basically looking for a divergence in the yeah. line from uh, – you're just basically looking for a divergence, so you're basically looking to see if there is a difference between the line and, uh, yeah, his tackle number. So, yeah, it's just not something you can it's find difficult. a significant edge on. It's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Definitely, it's difficult. Yeah. Definitely yeah. is. But did the person in the chat give a line? Is there someone that he's interested in? Oh no no! They're just asking. No no, right it was, now. no, it was no. There was no number. They they were just okay. asking. They were just asking. And sometimes I, I like why to don't do you pick one, coach. Questions. Why don't we? Why don't we pick a player? We'll we'll all take a stab on it. We're not going to put any. Okay, how about TJ? All right, Jeff said TJ Watt has hit his. I don't, I don't even think Watt's every playing game. this week. Yeah, but well, Watt isn't playing this week. He's on the. I know, I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just reading the. <laughs> so I'm going to take the under on TJ Watt. <laughs> this is the first name that came up. Uh, he says, coach, am I smelling a showdown? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. We'll find a number. Or we'll find a name and we'll figure something. And we'll, out. we'll, we'll sweat it together uh, and maybe we'll see if we can learn something from it. I like it. I like it. So jeweler, if you, I know you're not doing anything else right now. So, uh, so Alex, real quick, we gotta go back to the bucks game. Uh, chat question, Mike Evans over 59 and a half receiving yards, minus one fourteen. Yeah, I, I like it quite a bit. Atlanta really struggles in the secondary. Uh, yeah, I think this number is definitely obtainable for Evans. Uh, he's been fairly productive this season. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's second or third in the target totem pole. Definitely like the over. Okay, very, very good. All right, this is going to be the spot before we get to our next game, which is going to be the Chargers and the Bengals. I'm going to give out Chris's first official play on the show. All right, is everybody ready for it? So Saquon yep. Barkley apparently really likes him as a player. So, Chris, we're going to do something that I don't like, but I think you're going to like it because it's going to cash. We're going to go Saquon Barkley under 54 and a half rushing yards for the Giants this week. He's not running the same. He's not looking the same. And, Alex, you backed up Chris's play, did you not? 
Yeah, I do indeed. Uh, I just think Barkley's not getting necessarily the sort of volume necessary to comfortably eclipse this number. Furthermore, the Giants have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I think Dave wants to touch on this, but Miami's defense has also been much improved this week. Uh, could be no Daniel Jones in the lineup for the Giants as well. Uh, could keep the Giants from being competitive in the game script. You're looking for you know a neutral to advantageous game script in order to get the sort of volume necessary to go over the rushing total. The Giants could be trailing in this game, which could force them to not lean on the run that much. There you could go. Be more, could be more catches for Saquon Barkley rather than carries. We've had a hard time with him in fantasy. We want to trust him, but the numbers mm-hmm. just haven't been there. The Dolphins haven't allowed, just as an example, no touchdowns to running backs in their last five games. They've been great stopping the run. And to that point, the Dolphins have 16 missed tackles. Actually, this is in his favor. 16 missed tackles in their last three games. I don't know if that necessarily means that they're going to just miss tackles all over the place against them. But I think this is a Dolphins run defense that is getting better. And I think that Saquon Barkley, the workload just hasn't been what we thought it would be. Well, we're getting word from the chat because you guys are amazing that it looks like Jones will be out. Joe Judge says it will be Glennon. Miami now up to minus six. That number is up to minus six. All right, Dave, I found a name. It's a random name for a defensive prop. Shaquille Barrett. Okay. His number for tackles and assists combined three and a half plus 120 under three and a half juice to minus 150. Let's try it. What do we like there? So if it's juiced to the under, that probably means that that's the safer way to lean on it. Correct. Correct. I'm going to go, I'm going to bring up his game log. If you want to go through another pick. Fantastic. I'll go to the next game. You look at that and then we'll do it. I love it. I love evolving on the show. All right, Alex, let me come to you. Next game, Chargers, Bengals, Bengals laying three at home, uh, total 50 and a half. The Chargers coming off a very disappointing performance in Denver last week. So this is really, in my opinion, their make or break week as far as the playoffs are concerned. And we know the Bengals have high hopes for this year. So Alex, who do you like in this game? Yeah, I'm with you. This is a very important game for the Chargers. They need to win this game if they're going to stay competitive in the playoff mix. So, yeah, I'm going with their most consistent offensive player this season that are frankly, probably the past half decade that has been Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. Uh, Allen has firmly established himself as the Chargers wide receiver one. He has a 28% target share. Uh, He also has a 32% in air yard share despite an 8.6 a dot to Mike Williams, uh, 11.4. That's actually really impressive. The fact that his air yard share is that great and his a dot is low. It's just all the metrics you're looking for, for a wide receiver. He also runs more routes than any wide receiver on the chargers team as well. He's had double digit targets, in eight of 11 games, including five straight games. He's quietly having one of the best seasons of any wide receiver in the NFL this year. He's caught at least seven passes in four straight games and seven of 11 games overall for a 65% hit rate. The Bengals, they rank 19th in passing DVOA. This defense has also been really susceptible to the intermediate and short routes, which is where Keenan does a lot of his damage. He's one of the league's elite route runners. He should find plenty of soft spots in the middle of the Bengals defense where they happen to give up the, the majority of the production. Uh, I also like that this game projects to be high scoring and has the highest total on Sunday's slate at 50 and a half should feature plenty of offense generally correlates well with props like this. So yeah, I really like Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. We have so much interest in the chat in this game. That's our first play, but Alex hold tight. Cause I got to come back to you, but Dave, a lot of what they're asking about in the chat, you're going to hit on with your picks, Joe Mixon. And also Austin Eckler is what I'm going to come back to you with Alex. So Dave, you do your two picks and also let me add, if you could please 88 and a half, is the rushing number for Mixon, if you could at least address that as well. A lot of people are asking for it. We're, we're going to address it, and it's going to be to the over when we do address it. But let me okay. first say that I've got a correlated pick with Alex. I agree on the Keenan Allen over sentiment. I'm going to do it with yards, though, over 80 and a half yards. It's a lower VIG. It's only 115 uh, that you'd have to lay to take it. Okay. He's giving you at least 85 receiving yards in four straight games, 10 or more targets. In, in five straight, eight-plus targets in all but one game this year. I, I can't help but think that he's still going to be the main primary option for Justin Herbert, and I think they're going to need to throw the ball to keep up with Joe Mixon running the ball and dominating the clock. I think the Bengals have found a recipe to win, and I think it involves Joe Mixon. So, yes, number one, 
Keenan Allen over 80 and a half receiving yards. If you don't want to lay the vig on the catches that Alex gave you, which is a slam dunk, by the way, like him getting to seven catches. It's like you waking up in the morning. Okay. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm we, hope, we hope, <laughs> we hope, we hope, but I, I, I think you, this is just as easily going to happen with Keenan Allen. And I just think that the chargers offense will run through him. Their run game just isn't good enough for them to have much of an alternative. Speaking of run games, let's get to it. Joe Mixon, over 106 and a half total yards. I love doing the total yards prop instead of just the rushing prop, because what if the game goes sideways? What if Keenan Allen pops off for two 50 yard touchdowns right in the first quarter? Now the Bengals are trailing. Guess what? Mixon can still be involved in the offense and still have a chance to come through on this prop. He's given you 110 total yards or more in each of his last three games. The Bengals are rolling with him. He's playing great. The Chargers have allowed 121.5 rush yards per game to running backs over the entire season. So we're talking about just running yards, running yards, rushing yards, 120 yards. We only need 106 from Mixon, but they've also given up 47.7 receiving yards to running backs over their last three games. They're starting to struggle there. Mixon hasn't had a huge role in the passing game, but if he needs to, Certainly the coaching staff would be happy to give it to him. Maybe there's something on film that the Bengals will like that gives him two, three, four receptions, gives you an extra 30 yards there in case he does only get you 75 or 80 yards rushing, but he won't because he will get you 90, if not a hundred rushing yards. (laughs) He's been doing that quite a bit lately. He's been looking good An easy top five fantasy running back as well over for all Joe Mixon's rushing and total yards props. He is such a beast. He is such a beast. Real quick, because we know these numbers change very, very quickly as soon as my guys give them out. Apparently, Alex, for the Allen, you can get over seven and a half at plus 114. Would you feel comfortable with that or stay at six and a half at minus 145? More comfortable at six and a half. These margins are very, very thin, especially with receptions. That's like nearly a 15% increase in receptions. Okay. So, yeah, I would prefer to stay in the six and a half number if you have that option available. Uh, yeah, if seven and a half is all you have available. I'd probably scale down to a half unit. Okay. Very good. Now, a name that we talk about, it seems like every single week, because he is such a vital part of this Chargers offense. And lately, Austin Eckler has been used more. But Alex, it seems like you you speak to him every week. His number has been hovering this week, receiving number 39 and a half. Yeah, Eckler has been exceptional. I think he's scored uh, four touchdowns in the past two games. Uh, it's been Just tremendous. through the air. Just through the air. Yeah, he's been absolutely tremendous. Now, the issue is he is starting to run more routes, but they're still using him a lot between the tackles. He's not on the field as much as you'd expect him to. I understand from the Chargers perspective, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, You want to keep a guy as electric as him, you know, healthy. And just we see with Christian McCaffrey, when you have a player that's on the field every snap, those guys don't tend to hold up for the course of the season. So I understand why the Chargers, you know, don't play him every snap, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the sort of volume that we look for. He's been hyper efficient. So the efficiency numbers are off the chart, but yeah, I'd prefer if there was a larger target share and he was playing more snaps. Uh, The Bengals have also been very susceptible to run receiving running backs, which is why you see this total up around 40 yards. I've seen it as high as 42 and a half on some books. I personally, it's a pass for me, even though it is a really generous matchup. I just, prefer to see him on the field more uh, in passing situations. He's not getting as much uh, playing time as I personally look for. If you have a strong feel for it and want to play it, I totally understand. It is a great matchup. He has been fantastic. I look for personally volume to me is king when it comes to projecting uh, at props. I look for as people to be on the field as much as possible to have as large as a target share as possible. And yeah, he's just not getting the numbers that I'm looking for where I can comfortably bet his over. So yeah, I'd lean over like the over, but just not on the field enough for me to personally endorse it as a play. And let us reemphasize that you don't have to make every single bet. We say it all the time. Sometimes the best bet is the bet you don't make if you don't feel comfortable with the numbers or my experts don't feel comfortable with the numbers. Dave, let me come to you. One more play from this game. Justin Heber over 15 and a half rushing yard for the chargers quarterback. That's interesting. 
Yeah, I we've seen him get at least 22 rushing yards in each of the last three games and at least four carries each of the last two and three of the last four. If they start implementing that part of his game more, the, this number is a slam dunk, obviously, but we would expect it to take off as the weeks go on. Thinking about the Bengals' defense and how they play, I, I, I don't know if they've got the type of pass rush that's going to flush him out of the pocket all too much. But I can say this. Mm-hmm. The offensive line has started to become a problem for the Chargers. And maybe that's part of the reason why he's running a little bit more. The number is 15 and a half. Yep. I think I like it. I think I like it just because it's not that much. And I think if the Chargers were going to go into Cincinnati and just, you know, dominate with Eckler on the ground and not necessarily have to throw a ton. And then they're playing with a lead in the second half. It's, it's a killer for this prop. But I think the Chargers are going to play from behind. And Herbert's trying to make plays. He's made some big ones over the last few weeks. I kind of like the over. I think that that's kind of a savvy play. And I'm glad you said that you think they'll they'll play from behind. So if that is the game script, Alex, let me come back to you. So many good ones in the chat today. So Mixon, over 19 and a half rush attempts. If the game script is the Bengals playing from in front, the last two weeks, 30 and 28. Your thoughts on this? That that's a very large number. Obviously, it's enticing when you look at the game log, but that requires a very specific game script in order to have a twenty-eight and a thirty-yard carried game. What it requires is the Bengals going up two, three scores in the first half, and then basically keeping playing keep away and controlling clock. That to, to me, there are just way too many things that can go wrong to comfortably bet the over as high as nineteen and a half. You can have game script you can have injury you can have ineffectiveness there are just a lot a lot more outs to the under than there is on the under on the over, especially when we're dealing with totals as high as 19 and a half uh so personally it's a no play for me um yeah it's a, it's a no play educate entertain educate entertain gotta listen to my guys Listen to my guys. All right. Coach, you, you, next- you want what? the skinny on Shaq Barrett? Talk to me. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So what would what, you remember what the problem? It was three and a half total tackles. There it is in the right sixth. there on the screen. There it is. Three right and there. a half plus yep. 120 under three and a half at 150. Correct. So last week he had eight total tackles. It's the highest he's had this year. Usually he's right around four or five. And uh, so I, I would do. I, what should we I do? think I would lean toward the over here. Just because it is a, oh, you know what? Let me tell you why it's not higher. The Falcons suck at running the ball and they know it. (laughs) And so I don't know if there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Shaq Barrett to get tackles. I don't know if this includes sacks. I don't think it does. So I'm, I'm a little hesitant after all. Okay. Let's it, let's play it for $0. This is a zero bet on the under. So we're going to lay $0 on minus 150 under three and a half. All right. Well, I want to wait. And Alex, what do you have to say? Before we lock it in, Dave, let's hear what Alex has to say. And then as a team, we'll decide what we want to do on this play. What do you like, Alex? So one of the issues with these props, particularly IDP props, I was trying to articulate this earlier. I was having a hard time getting the words out, is Shaq Barrett can ha- have a great game, but that doesn't necessarily translate to recording tackles and sacks. So there are just so many things that can happen. For instance, Atlanta can say, Shaq Barrett, he's Tampa Bay's most effective pass rusher so what we're going to do is we're going to double team him or we're going to chip him with a tight end or we're going to run on the opposite side of him so there's just so many variables that can happen that you can't predict for when it comes to trying to project defensive players production so Shaq Barrett can have an incredible game where he pressures the quarterback multiple times but it translates in other players picking up the tackles or other players getting the sacks that's why these props aren't commonly played and they're not the edges are very minimal or to me, they're almost non-existent. I've studied this market closely and yeah, I just don't think that there is enough data to really comfortably find edges on these sort of props. I love it. Dave, do you, do you remember the Washington game, Tampa, Washington week 10, we thought the bucks would go to Mm -hmm. DC and just stop them. And that Washington wouldn't be able to run the football. It turned out being a game where Washington was able to run the football. Do you know how many tackles Jack Barrett had in that game? Of course you don't. I, no, no, I don't. Yeah, no. no one does because no one's looking at these numbers. <laughs> Except me right now holding up the rest of the show. Zero tackles. Nothing. Not even an assisted tackle. So it's 
it's let's, just let's, it's strange for me. If the odds are saying to take the under, I think I would lean toward the under. All right, we're gonna take the under for zero dollars, and then we'll brag about if we hit next week. So that's what we're gonna do. All right, so collectively, we're gonna go under for zero dollars. So don't yell at us if you make the bet. We didn't risk anything. We're just gonna try it out. I'm just gonna try it out. All right, we gotta move it along. Our next game on the board: Vikings and the Lions, and this is very, very important for both teams. For the Vikings. They still have very, very, very pipish dreams on the playoffs. For the Lions, they just want to get off the schneid. We just want to get a win in the win column. So, Dave, one play from this game that you like. Talk to me. Well, I'm going to go in the other direction of Alex, who said that the Josh Reynolds yardage prop is not a good one. I think it is. I don't think it's that high of a number at 35 and a half receiving yards at minus 110. Since joining the Lions, he's played 88% plus of the snaps. And I think that's that's great. Right off the bat, he's playing a lot. They recognized immediately that he helps their offense. Number two, the Jared Goff connection. I know that Alex talked about Goff throwing deep. That's not a good thing. I agree with that. But I also saw Josh Reynolds get a bunch of short and intermediate throws from Jared Goff. And I think that's the area where I think he can continue to make an impact. He actually leads Detroit's wideouts in receiving yards over the last two weeks. Two games ago, he didn't have any yards. He actually went catchless two games ago. But I don't care about what happened two games ago, especially when last week he started to get a little bit more comfortable in the offense. Maybe he knew what he was doing a little bit more. He had 70 yards on Thanksgiving against Chicago. The Vikings don't have Patrick Peterson playing. He's one of their top two cornerbacks. Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter, they're their best pass rushers. They're not playing. It should make it moderately cozy for Jared Goff to throw downfield. And when I say downfield for Jared Goff, that just means like eight yards, 10 yards. I'm not talking 25 plus yards, although Reynolds is capable of catching those types of deep passes. He's done it before from Jared Goff and the lions are going to be forced to throw in the game. I assume that the game will either be competitive or that they will be trailing. That means that Goff and the lions will have to throw a little bit more and Reynolds is going to be on the field to get a bunch of targets. I think he might end up with, three catches for 40 yards or something like that. Not saying that he's a must start in fantasy, although I am stashing him in a bunch of my leagues just to see what happens. But I think he can get over 36 yards in the game. It sounds like you're very confident in this pick. And you mentioned the word cozy, right? It's it's cozy in my beautiful home here in Southern. And my, my beautiful better half is she's cooking something in the kitchen and it's starting to wafe in here. So I'm starting to smell something. Alex, are, are you smelling something too? Are Jacob, you spelling something? Jacob, three words for you. Hit the music. It's be yeah! Now, 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 now. The big question is, does Dave accept? Because everybody in the chat was already well ahead of us. They're like, we want to see Uncle Dave dancing. We want to see Uncle Dave do this. So, Dave, if you accept, we got to hit the music again and you got to dance for us. Are you in or are you out? Well, I mean, it's kind of strange and weird, but hell yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's go. Hit the music. <laughs> we even got a stand up, a stand up showdown dance. Boy, that just made my night. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. All right. So everybody's happy. We got a showdown. So the official number is 35 and a half. All right. There will be no juice in our showdown bet. It's straight up over 35 and a half. Josh Reynolds, lock it in, boys. Yes, Alex. I propose that Dave and I figure out a uh, interesting wager. I mean, I'm, I'm down for the normal wager, but we could also do something uh, where we have to appear on the next show, potentially wearing something or not wearing something. Or, oh, oh, I don't oh, know if the chat oh. has any good ideas, but yeah, I'm I don't open know to if making me this not wearing something is a good idea. <laughs> You know what? I agree with that. Um, I actually had to wear on Monday's show. I had to wear a golf shirt that was all the way up to my neck. Your because Sia of shirt. Sia. I had to wear my Sia shirt. I, I, I got to admit, I look pretty good in it, but it just wasn't my look. So look maybe great, Alex, thank, thank you very much. So maybe next time Alex needs to wear a sweatsuit and then we'll, we've already seen Dave dressed up as an antelope or whatever the hell that was. I don't want to see that again. So <laughs> we'll figure man. it out. Uh, Dave should let his his ponytail down and let the hair out next episode if uh, I win the show. Sure. 
That's can you do that, right? Dave? Can you do that? <laughs> no, uh, I can't. He said no. <laughs> Somebody last night I was like, Coach, we want to see your lettuce too. I was like, uh, I've had the same lettuce for 18 years. Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that Gillette sponsorship. All right. Now we have grown so much. We have grown so much that we just can't do a show straight for an hour. We got to have commercials. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. We got to get back into it. You guys have been amazing in the chat today. Let's keep it going as we are well past the bottom of the hour. All right. We're going to go Washington traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Minus one for Las Vegas. Total 49 and a half. They kept their playoff hopes alive, guys, by winning and scoring a bunch in Dallas. But now Washington comes in as another team that all of a sudden they're also thinking about the playoffs. So, Alex, what do you got from this game? Yeah, I've been really, really encouraged by the play of none other than Old Dominion's finest, Mr. Taylor Heineke. So I'm playing over 240.5 passing yards. Uh, Heineke quietly ranks 17th in EPA, expected points per play, and 10th in CPOE. He's not exactly been like unbelievable, but his play has been impressive, especially recently, and it's absolutely not been bad. Uh, he's also eclipsed this number in 6 of 10 starts this season. Um, this game also has a lot of favorable conditions that I'm looking for. It's inside of the dome. Uh, Washington's skill position players are as healthy as they have been all season. We've seen mm. Curtis Samuels, Logan Thomas both return to the lineup. We know how good Terry McLaurin is as well. Uh, furthermore, this is a very good matchup on paper. Las Vegas ranks 26th in total DVOA, 25th in passing DVOA. We've seen their defense, uh, the Raiders' defense, really kind of crater after a really good start to the season. And they've just been absolutely dismal and able to stop anybody on the other side of the ball. Derek Carr is throwing the ball a ton. So it's kind of the recipe that you're looking for where the defense is bad, but the offense is productive enough that they push the other teams. We saw that with, you know, the game on Thanksgiving versus Dallas, where they erupted for 60 points and a thousand combined total yards. Uh, So yeah, this game has a 49 point total. That's the second highest projected total on Sunday's slate. I think everything kind of points to it being a track yard, plenty of yards. My model that I reference often has him projected at 270 yards, which is a pretty nice edge on these types of props. That does not mean play him up to 270 yards. That means that there is a nice edge <laughs> at 240 yards. So, I yeah, love when you have to clarify that. <laughs> I've, had, I've told people like I have, you know, let's say Joe Mixon projected at 101 yards. They're like, well, I played his alternative total at 105 yards. So I'm like, very, very don't do that but uh don't do so, that yes yeah, yeah, so I, I play Heineke up to because these these props do move quickly up to probably around 253 and a half which is around the threshold where I think the edge is still significant enough that I'd play it so yeah Taylor Heineke over 240.5 passing yards that played up to 253 254 I've already seen three or four different books in the chat that have it 243 249 so it is moving as we pick it's so funny uh, G- uh Geron and then Kelsey said <laughs> said Alex getting his papers ready breathe Alex breathe <laughs> I'm telling you what nothing excites me more than when you get going on a prop then I know how invested you are in it that's how I mean I love it when you get going damn it I'm I'm working on music I'm working on sponsorships. We've got it. We're going to come up with something. I'm working behind the scenes. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about it. Now we got two very important prop questions. I did not get to because you guys threw me off with the showdown bet. So quickly, let's go back. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. I got two, one for each of you. Longest reception over 26 and a half. And for people that don't know, this guy is dynamic. He's a top probably three receiver right now. And he is dangerous. Alex, let me ask you this one. Would you play this over or under at 26 and a half? 
Yeah, I, I'd play this over for sure. I, I was looking at this prop. I love Justin Jefferson. Coach is 100% right. This guy is one of the three best players at the most skillful position in the NFL. The guy is absolutely phenomenal, explosive, runs routes well. He's intelligent, has great hands. He literally possesses every single trait you look for in a dominant alpha wide receiver, minus the diva as well. So, yeah, there's a lot to like about this guy. He's absolutely phenomenal. I also really like that uh, – no Dalvin Cook in the Vikings offense uh, when he's on the field when Dalvin's on the field I've talked about this before Minnesota and Mike Zimmer just run the ball a lot and just mm-hmm. too much when you have Kirk Cousins who's actually been really great this season uh, throwing the ball and yeah Justin Jefferson is a big reason why so without Dalvin Cook on the field I do expect a higher volume passing attack from Minnesota so yeah I like Jefferson quite a bit he's a great bet to have a 30 plus yard catch in this game also like the yardage total which i'm assuming you're gonna ask dave as well no i was not but uh okay i was gonna say we'll talk a lot more about this on sunday's noon show when we get into the because based off what you're saying we, we we have to talk about catches and yards I also want to point out that on that Sunday noon show is going to be especially important this week there. And Dave can attest to this too. There are so few props that are even out right now to select from. I would say less than 20% of props are available. That even might be a really uh, generous number. Very, very slim picking. So there is a great chance that I will have a lot of plays coming out for that Sunday prop show or excuse me, our Sunday kickoff show. I also have my article coming out tomorrow uh, in the morning as well, where I will have five unique plays as well. Nobody teases their stuff like my man, prop stars. Now let me come to you, Dave Madison over 77 and a half rush yards minus minus one fourteen, And then somebody else just threw in the chat. His combo number is one Oh six and a half at minus one fifteen. Oh, I'm taking the rushing number over against the Detroit Lions. Their run defense has not been very good this year, despite what we saw on Thanksgiving against David Montgomery and the Chicago Bears. We already saw this, too, by the way, when the Lions and Vikings played earlier this year. Cook was out. Madison was in 25 carries, 113 yards. That's what you're looking for. I don't know if I love the total number prop, although I would probably still take it. That would be worth one sprinkle. This one, Madison. That's a double sprinkle. We're going double on that one. And I would have given this one out if I had seen such a number before we came on the air today. But Alex talked about it. Not all the props were available to us when we went to pick Madison being available. at just I really can't believe it. 77. You said, yeah. coach. Oh, well, that's yeah, what they that, said. In the pro. Yeah, that's what they that said makes in, sense. in the chat. Yeah. OK. I don't uh, know how 77 makes sense. They should they should be asking for a higher number. But you didn't hear that from me. Well, it's going to change now that you said it. It changes uh, automatically. Uh, Last one from the Vikings game. Alex, uh, Kirk Cousins, his um, throwing over half an interception plus 140. He's only thrown three interceptions all season. Yeah, he takes care of the ball very well. He's not prone to making a lot of mistakes. Uh, He'd rather take a sack or throw the ball out of bounds and force the ball down the field or force the ball into, you know, tight coverage. So, yeah, he's very, very, I mean, people used to refer to him. I think this narrative has changed somewhat as a game manager. Uh, Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So, yeah, I think you're kind of betting on too much variance in hoping for a ball to get tipped at the line of scrimmage or, you know, something to happen for. Kirk Cousins is not going to give you an easy interception. It's basically the gist of my point. So, yeah, I don't like to play as an over. No. Okay. Very, very good. All right. Is reached that time of the show, gentlemen, that for Chris Donahue, who is our guest picker on the show today. And it's all fun. He's only 15 years old, watches it with his dad. If you're just joining the show, many in the chat were like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm late to the party. We've got a very special young man, Chris Donahue, who is part of the show today. He watches with his dad, fully autistic. And also, I want to throw something out at you. A lot of you always say, hey, can we donate to something if we win off your picks? Because you want to be appreciative. You want to thank us. I get it all the time. Here's what you need to do. So we're going to we're going to tweet this out. Doug Flutie has a foundation for financial support for families, children living with autism. Um, And so what I thought would be cool, not only can you all make a donation, but Dave and Alex, whoever wins. The loser donates to that. Are you cool with that? I was just going to suggest that, actually, coach. Cool. 
There but, is but hold on. Great I think the yeah, winner the- should donate too. So I don't know if this is necessarily the end of so the show. Sign me up for a donation either way, win or lose. Same. And me too. Don't leave me out of the party. I'm all the way in. Coach, your, your generosity has traveled past <laughs> leaps and bounds. You got me access into the most exclusive club well, in Sportsline history. Everyone knows how generous you are, Coach. So <laughs> I tip my hat to you, the well, modern-day Santa Claus, Mr. Jonathan Coach. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. My kids would not say that. I guarantee you that. All right, so Jeweler, <laughs> he put up the link there. We'll tweet out the link from the Sportsline page. If you guys have a good day. If you have a good day over the weekend, make a donation because all these families need the help, the support. It's not easy, but man, the relationships are amazing are amazing. So we're adding that to the bet. So Chris Donahue, this next pick is for you. And apparently when he's talking to his dad, he loves using these sayings from the shows. So this is going to be what we call a bonus sprinkle for Chris Donahue Jr. All right, we're going to go Rams. Winning by 19 to 24 points at plus 450. That's an official play. Rams, they win by 19 to 24 points, plus 450. So lock it in, Saquon Barkley, and that play, courtesy of our new guy, part of the Early Edge crew, Chris Donahue Jr. You guys like that play? It's a fun play. It's It's a a fun play. play. And, and like coach loves to say, Chris, you've got your marching orders. <laughs> You're damn right. You. Oh, we can only do it once. I would love it. I would love a day. I would love a day where if we could get Chris on the show and we did it, to, we did it together. How cool would that be? That'd be like great. duel. You got your mark. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Mom, dad, keep up what you're doing. Keep up what you're doing. All right, here we go. Final game on our board today. Ravens laying four and a half in Pittsburgh. Late game, 425. Big time battle in the AFC North. Total sitting at 44. Alex, you have two plays from this extremely important game for the Ravens. I have two plays indeed. I'm going to start with my favorite play that I've given out today. That is Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, over four and a half receptions. I saw this at minus 135 prior to coming onto the show. Uh, Yeah, Marquise Brown has at least five receptions in seven of 10 games this season. Um, he was back after a one-week absence from a thigh injury. He has an elite 2.11 yards per route run this season. Uh, He's actually running a little bit cold in yards per target. So not only do I feel that his production is sustainable, he has a ton of additional upside that he has not quite tapped into, especially when you're looking at a lot of these advanced metrics. So yeah, basically Hollywood Brown is susceptible to absolutely popping considering his target share and a lot of the advanced metrics, how good he's been. Um, He has at least 10 targets in four straight games. And of the last six games, he's averaging 11 targets per game. That is an elite target share uh, by any standards. It's kind of rare, too, (laughs) coming from this Baltimore offense that you don't typically associate with being a high-volume passing attack. But he is their wide receiver, Alpha One. On the other side of things, the Steelers rank 26th in passing DVOA. They have not been good versus opposing passing attacks. Uh, The Ravens' inability to run the ball is also causing Baltimore and Lamar Jackson and – Hollywood Brown being a recipient of this to air the ball out a lot more than they typically do. Uh, yeah. Brown is in the midst of a career year. He's also been very consistent this season. That's eluded him in the past. Uh, the target share absolutely helps, but the Ravens kind of transitioning from a run first offense has also contributed as well. Uh, yeah. The passing game runs through him in Baltimore. This number should have been five and a half. Uh, absolutely love it. Marquise Brown over four and a half receptions. Uh, the other play I have for this game is old faithful Pat Fryermuth, we love yeah. him on this show. The <laughs> move, uh, the new Heath Miller. I love this guy. It's over three and a half perceptions, a little bit juicy, minus one forty. But I think he's a lock for this number. Just feels like a no-brainer. He has cleared this number. He's had at least four receptions in six straight games. That's basically when he became a full, went from a part-time player to a full-time player, essentially in this Pittsburgh offense. He's averaging a very healthy 7.5 targets per game since becoming the starter. Uh, Eric Ebron is going to be out for this game as well. That should give him a slight boost in targets and routes run. Uh, the Ravens are also a great matchup as they rank 17th in passing DVOA, 17th, excuse me, 17th in DVOA to the tight end 
end position. Third, they've allowed the third most yards to the tight end position this season. So they've been somewhat of a funnel to opposing tight ends. Um, Another thing that that helps, he has a fairly low target profile outside of the red zone with a 6.1 A dot, but that is actually good for reeling in those catches. Like you, in real life, you'd want him to be running routes further down the field, but yeah, it usually translates in kind of efficiency when you're running routes closer to the line of scrimmage. But yeah, he's been targeted on 22% of his routes. Uh, he's got a great matchup this week. Uh, could be some advantageous game script as well as the Ravens are um, five point favorites, which would cause Pittsburgh to have to throw the ball a lot. So yeah, I really like Pat Fryer moved over three and a half receptions. I tell you what, when Pat Fryermuth retires from the NFL, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's a sad day. Speaking of uh, tight ends, let me come to you, Dave. Mark Andrews sure. is another player that uh, we love playing, but now his numbers have started to inch up. Uh, his receiving number over 57 and a half juice to minus 114. It, it's amazing. I saw this number at 54 and a half before the show, and I was all set to say, yeah, sure, let's do it. And I started thinking about the Steelers and, and their defense and how they've been against tight ends this year. And I looked at his track record against the Steelers. I think his max is 50 yards in a game against Pittsburgh. That scares me a little bit. I would prefer to play his receptions total. The over on that, I think there's a better chance of him hitting that number, whatever it is. I don't care if they lay it at, at <laughs> well, if they lay it at like eight and a half, let's go under. But it's four my guess is that you could find it at four, four and, and a half, half or five and a half. Okay, I'm over on that one. But I do believe that this is going to be a very different type of Steelers defense. If they don't have TJ Watt, it's a huge problem for them. And they are not going to have Robert Splain in the middle of that defense as well. Lamar Jackson should be a little more comfortable. And finding Andrews is what he's been doing best since he came into the league. I would imagine that he's got a good chance to get seven or eight catches. Man, I tell you what, the way that Lamar Jackson just blindly just throws the ball down the field and there's a, a receiver on the other end. I'm like, what are we doing? That Did you see that play last week? It was crazy. Yes, yes it was crazy. The I, catch I, was incredible, too. I mean, the throw was it, it unbelievable. Was a good catch. But yeah, the catch it was, was a really, really good catch. You're absolutely right. I thought the right. throw was stupid, but the catch was incredible. <laughs> they were. And I was on the Browns, which even drove me more crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what a great show. What a great, great show. Uh, we're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Let's show you the recap. And it is, as always, week 13. Glorious. Take it all in. As you know, if you just want to take a snapshot and go to the end of the show, it's your loss. You can do it. But the information is the most important stuff in the show. Keenan Allen, Taylor Heineke, Marquise Brown, Pat Fryermuth is who Prop Stars is on. Don't forget. Big part of our noon Eastern show on Sunday with plenty more props. We talk about every single game on the board. Then Dave is on Gronkowski, Mixon, Keenan Allen, and Josh Reynolds with Detroit over 35 and a half receiving yards. And as all of you know, we've got ourselves a showdown and all of the money is going to be donated to a very, very special cause. Again, follows at Sportsline. We'll be putting out the tweet there, the show there. But thank you all for indulging us today and being such a positive, positive influence on all families because you just never know who's watching or who it matters to. So, Chris, you and your family, your mom and your dad, thank you again for being part of us, making us a part of your life. And why don't you go ahead and say this with me at home? I can feel you, Chris, through the camera. All right, we'll do it on the count of three. Three, two, one. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window for my entire team. Alex, Uncle Dave, the jeweler, Chris, tell all your friends. There's only one sports betting brand you even need to worry about. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. live for our daily show. It's called The Early Edge. Good luck. Good luck.